Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today I want to talk about the road to 50 million. Now if you've been following me on social at all, which you may or may not do, you've seen that in the last two months, I've talked a lot about a project I'm working on called The Road to 50 Million. So let me tell you a little bit what about what that is and why I'm doing it and what it has to do with you creating your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your gifts, because that's the only reason I do these podcasts, and, and it's also the goal behind the road to 50 million. So here's, here's what it is. My year runs from October 14th to October 14th. That's an arbitrary day. I picked it because it's uh, Joy's birthday. Joy is my business partner and my wife and my angel and all the rest. And I uh, have a there's a whole long story about why that is my year, and I'm not going to tell it all now because I have on other episodes, and maybe I will again, but not right now. But anyway, my year starts October 14th. As I record this, we're deep in December, <clears throat> and so that's two months ago that my year started. Two months of 12 are gone, and I have a project. And my project is to help 50 million people create the ultimate life, to create a life of purpose, to create a life of prosperity. That means, you know, make money and make an impact. Sometimes I say create cash and change the world, and sometimes I say create impact and income. You know, they sound different and would appeal to different audiences, but it's the same message because <clears throat> the foundation of all of this is the gifts that you have. Now, a lot of times when we say gifts, we think immediately of someone who plays the piano or paints or draws well, and those are definitely gifts. <clears throat> I want to wildly expand that because as much fun as it is for me to do music, play the piano and write books, they're not the most important or the most impactful gifts. The gifts, although you know they're part of the equation, so I'm not discounting them at all, but the foundational gift is the gift of your divinity. You're, you're and by divinity, I mean where you came from, your heritage. There's a, a talk that I heard one time in a religious context at a church conference. And here's, here's the thought. The thought was, well, whatever you're, you know, we have a big push these days in the world for family history and, you know, or your roots. There was a movie a few decades ago called Roots, and it talked about digging up your history. And 
there's just in the last 20, 30, 40 years a huge increase in interest. We now have DNA tests to tell you where you came from and to trace your heritage and roots, you know, back as far as you want to or can with Ancestry.com and all the rest and that sort of genealogy. It's fun because it ties us together. It ties us together because the truth, the truth is we're one human family. That's the truth. And <clears throat> we've ruined that by creating wars and divisiveness and pain and greed and selfishness and ethnic conflict. And we have a terrifying war going on in Europe right now. As I record this, it has been going on for not quite a year, but it will be in a couple months. And no end is in sight, as sad as that is. For some reason, killing and death is on the agenda, even though we're really all people. We're all the children of the same divine. And you know what? The purpose for which we were sent here is the same. And that is to develop our, to have the experience of living here, to learn to love and to serve each other, and to develop and serve with the gifts that we have. And those gifts were diverse. They are diverse of all kinds. And there's good reason for that. So we can serve and love each other in new and different ways. I mean, if we all had the same gift, right, there'd be lots of stuff undone. And but we don't. And in the wisdom of he who knoweth all things, it was created so that we all had different gifts. And we have the opportunity to love and serve with them. But most of us don't. Or if we do, we only do it a little bit. And we don't realize a or live into, even if we realize it, a glorious truth, which is we can live in supreme happiness every day. There's no need to be sad. There's no need to be uh, beat down or anything. And that isn't pretending things away. You know, I got I had illness in my recent background. It was very, very severe, and coma and hospital and dying and all the rest. And there's a terrible war going on right now. But those kinds of things are going to go on until, you know, until the world changes or until, you know, something completely changes in our hearts. My point here is even in the midst of those going on, you can still be happy. Your happiness and mine doesn't depend on what someone else does. They may inflict pain and suffering on us, but I can choose to be happy in that. I just was reading an email this morning from a friend of mine who's a coach. He's a mental toughness coach. And he just published a book, 52 Mental Toughness Mantras, and sent me a copy. And I love it. I love him. I love the work that he's doing. I think he sent it to everybody that had been a guest on his show, and I, I did that in... A, uh, almost a year ago now, I think it was in last December. <clears throat> but anyway, what he said is that he's decided to take a new mantra into his collection, and that is, whatever happened, it's the best damn thing that could have happened. Now, he used to say, best damn day of my life, but he has narrowed it now and said, best damn thing that could have happened. Well, what in the world would make someone choose to live like that 
you could say, well, that's completely stupid because there's all kinds of things that happen that are not fun, that are not good. What if you and I, what if we take the view that every single thing is just an experience? And from those experiences, we learn, we, go, we grow, and we are refined. Even if it's a painful experience, we learn more about who we are as people. We learn how to love and care for each other more than we did before that experience. I don't care how much talking we do about caring for someone or serving someone. Living for a day or a week in a painful or difficult situation on the street with a homeless person or you know, that brings a whole new perspective to it, no matter what else we do, or being hungry for a day. In our, in our church, we fast once a month and make a donation to help people that have less. And, you know, there's nothing like teaching gratitude than just being hungry, being hungry. Now, when I do that and fast, I don't... Um, I'm not worried because I got a cupboard full of food. I'm choosing to fast and then donate some money to the, you know, to, for, to relief, the relief funds. But if I, if I didn't know, if I really didn't know where, where things were coming from, whether it was my health or food or shelter or safety, that is a, a powerful experience. And those kinds of experience either embitter us or refine us. They either make us victims or they realize, or we realize that we have um, the opportunity to be refined. So uh, it's a possibility. I'm suggesting to you that you look at every experience as a refinement opportunity. Whether you wanted it or not, whether it's fun or not, I'm suggesting to you that it's, there is refinement to have there. So today's episode about the road to 50 million is just to talk about <clears throat> living every day fully and completely. It's about discovering your gifts. Do you know what your gifts are? I don't know. You might suspect. Maybe you're one of those people that's fully living into your gifts and talent. I don't know very many people that are. I know lots of people that are doing it a little and I know a few people that are doing it a lot and a very, very small number that are really giving all they've got and living into their gifts. And you know what I notice? There's a correlation between how happy people are and how much they're living into their gifts. Hmm. I wonder if there's causality there, just a correlation. I think it's causality. I think the more we live into the divine gifts we have, the happier we are. And I think there's several reasons, and I'm sure I won't get all of them, but one of the reasons is because we are in service. Our physiology is built to love and give service. When we do that, we feel good inside. Neurotransmitters and, you know, dopamine, oxytocin, all this stuff, serotonin, feels good to be in service, to be in community, to be doing good, right? Uh, Abraham Lincoln said it. He said, when I do good, I feel good. When I do bad, I feel bad. There's something about that. So the idea that we can live the ultimate life 
is a powerful idea. Now, I've done seven. This is episode 740. So I've done 739 other episodes. <clears throat> and in the beginning, when I did them, they were shorter. They were 15 minutes. And I didn't um, interview a lot of people. I did lots of them just talking about how to overcome challenges and how to think about your gifts and how to discover them, how to serve with them. And I even talked about lots of my own journey and story and books that I've written and songs that I've written and struggles that I've had and abuse and depression and all the rest. And I interviewed a few people. Now I'm doing probably the other way. I'm mostly doing interviews, at least for now, and we'll see how that goes. But what I'm discovering in all those interviews is <clears throat> the people that say, I ask, I always ask a question. And a question I always ask people is, do you believe it's possible to live your ultimate life? First, I ask them, what is your ultimate life? And I give my definition, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy you create by serving with your gifts. And then I ask them what theirs is. And often they'll say, well, those are good words too. And then they'll add some things freedom, uh, you know, being able to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, it's funny because do the things you want to do, rarely, I've had one or two guests, but rarely, well, you know, I just want to go do what I want, ski and party and do this and sit on the beach. Almost never. And, and I think, and I even asked this when I've had a person or two mention that sort of thing, and I said, well, let's say you took all the vacations you wanted and visited all those places when you're done. You know, that isn't a forever thing. There may be a pent-up yearning because you've spent so much time at home or working or, you know, haven't had time to go do the things you wanted to that you thought were fun. But there's an end to that. There really is. I know because I've been there when you can do whatever you want. And it's like, you know, it gets boring. But you know what doesn't get boring? Love doesn't get boring. Service doesn't get boring. Meeting new people and loving them just because you can doesn't seem to get boring. Every person is unique and has a story and has a, a purpose and meaning. And one of the things that has been an unexpected joy for me in these two months that I've been working on this road to 50 million is all the people I've been able to meet and get to know and learn to love and see them. I had a wonderful chance to talk to a person yesterday. It was wonderful to see her joy and opportunity and at the same time her fears and f things she's afraid of, and, but to actually see all the good that she is and does. And I noticed that more and more there's a, there's a beautiful sense of community and connection that I get. I was reading a, a post by another coach that I know in Phoenix, and he was talking about reflecting on his neighbors and how much compassion and love he felt for his neighbors. And he told little stories about many of them and why he loved them and why all the things. And all of it depended on a real knowledge of them. He, he couldn't have felt that love without knowing them. So here's what I think about in the road to 50 million. There's been some really unexpected and exciting blessings so far 
One is the depth of feeling that I have getting to know people, the depth of love that just comes when you look, when I look, try to help folks. And I, every day I do these road to, excuse me, road to 50 million lives, and I'm going to do another one later today and uh, to talk about this whole process. And I'm spending this whole episode talking about it. But here's an invitation I always issue, and that is there are people that I meet that when I ask them what their ultimate life is, they'll tell me something that sounds a lot like what I've said, only they use their words. And then I ask another question. Do you think it's possible to live that ultimate life, to live a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your gifts or whatever their definition is? And you know what I notice? Most of the time, the answer is yes. It's just yes, and it's unequivocal. Yes, I think it's possible. And you know what that says? That says that it's that all these people I talk to believe it's possible today. I lived for a long time thinking I'll be happy when. And the when was when my taxes are paid, when it's the weekend, when I have days off, when vacation comes, when I make enough money, when I get healthy again, when this problem goes away, when whatever it was, right? And what I've learned, not only over and over again, but more and more strongly each time, is that every experience is joyful if you choose it. Every experience is refining and teaching if you choose it. And so it's possible to live each day having joy. And so one of my sayings in my PTAC, personal truth and commitment document is, I live in unconditional joy, or I am unconditional joy. Now, how can I make such a, well, I know my wife's joy, I love her, but how, how can I make a statement? I am unconditional joy. How can I say such a thing? Because it's in my control. If, if joy were in someone else's control, if my state of happiness, then I couldn't say that. But because it's in my hands and my control, I can. And you have that control too. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I didn't realize it and didn't uh, seize that control for a long time. I handed it off, abdicated, gave it away, believed that it belonged to external circumstances and all the rest. And I use, if you're not watching the video, you should, I use this phoenix, beautiful phoenix bird background just because it, it has the story of rising from the ashes. No matter what your life has been, no matter how many ashes and burned things are behind you, you can rise from the ashes. You can have a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy starting right now. You can live in love, because you said so. It's in your control and my control. And that means you can have it today. That doesn't mean for me or you that everything is going to be exactly like I want it, but that's not a requirement to be happy. It's not. And <clears throat> choosing happiness, it's like I, I, watched a, I watched a movie the other night about a dog and there's a there was a, pand a pandemic, an epidemic, or an outbreak of 
I forgot what, in Nome, Alaska in 1925, and everybody was going to die. And they needed to get some serum to them, and so they had to run it by dog sled, and it was the worst winter in 20 years. And, of course, it was the dead of winter and just terrifying, terrifying conditions. Gale force winds, minus 50-degree temperatures, you know, minus 80 and 90 wind chill, et cetera, et cetera. And the the dog, uh, there's a movie about a dog named Balto, which was one of the dogs on the sled run, but it wasn't the real hero. The real heroic dog was a little 48-pound uh, Siberian husky named Togo. Now, if you haven't watched that movie, you really should. It's an incredible story. And it isn't just a story about fighting the elements. It's a story about love. It's a moving and touching story about love. And if you want to live your ultimate life, the foundation, the energy, the engine, the thing that keeps it going, that makes it worthwhile, is love. And you can have that anytime you want. The divine has infinite love for you, and you can have that anytime you seek it. Learning to love yourself is one of the most powerful things I've ever finally done. And I didn't for most of my life. In fact, I loathed myself. And why I got to that place, I've talked about in other episodes, but it was true. And it was painful and it was hard and I hated every day and I put on a show. And learning to love yourself is possible because you're worth it, you're worthy, and you're divine. Those are the facts of your heritage. <clears throat> I started a little while ago in the episode to talk about your, your heritage, about how there's a lot of interest in genealogy and looking up our roots. And in the talk that I referred to, which I didn't finish the story a minute ago, the person speaking said, you know, you can trace your heritage back, uh, you know, one generation, two, three, five, ten, twenty, however lucky you are to be able to trace it back. And then he said that the heritage or the genealogy of your spirit can be written on a single line because you are a creation of the divine. So, you know, you have you and then you have parents. stuff. Well, what he was saying is you have you and then you have God. So a single line writes the heritage of your spirit. Well, if you think about that and you realize that's true, regardless of the number of generations of our physical selves, our bodies, then it's a lot easier to connect with your divine gifts because that creator gave you gifts, not through 27,000 generations of whatever, directly, specifically lovingly, carefully for you. I don't know about you, but when I think about that, that's meltdown powerful for me. And I offer that as a possibility for you because you're from the same place created for the same divine purposes as me. We have different gifts. We embrace it differently, etc. So here's what I want to uh, say in the last part. The road to 50 million is this year-long journey. It's now two months old already. 
where I'm going to help 50 million people or am helping 50 million people to discover and serve with their gifts because they can because it's the way to be happy because it's the best we can be and I'm committed to do that and I'm committed through this podcast I'm committed through uh, my YouTube channel I'm committed through the lives that I do every day about road to 50 million I'm committed to the television program, a television channel that I have. I'm committed to help 50 million people to discover their gifts and then make a choice to serve with them. <clears throat> so stay tuned. There'll be some challenges, 2023. And by challenges, I mean there'll be opportunities to be in community together. I'm going to have an ultimate life challenge in January of next year, 2023, and more of them throughout the year to create community, to create vision, to create possibility. And what I know from my own experience, from boldly declaring these goals, from all the people that I've had a chance to interview here on the podcast, there is no reason you can't, I can't live that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity and joy unless we're not willing to do the work. If you're willing to do the work, you can have it. You can have whatever you want if you choose to do the work that it takes to walk there. And what that means is if you want it, you can live your ultimate life. You can have purpose and feel it motivating you. You can be driven by love and service. You can learn to find joy in even the difficult things around you. I offer that as an opportunity and a possibility because I have learned it the hard way with the struggles and pain that come with that kind of learning. But I have learned it. And so today I live a life of purpose, prosperity and joy every day. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it's still work. I have morning rituals and I prepare myself and I do all that. But it's way more fun than how I used to live even though I had everything I could possibly buy. So I offer that to you as an option, an opportunity, a possibility, and invite you to grab it and be it and do it. And start today, wherever you are in the journey, move another inch, another percent forward, taking control of your sovereign life, choosing love, and living your ultimate life. Open your heart and Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.